0: check check my check
1: Show Presented by Maxis Tires, 100% goggles, 100% goggles, Decal
0: Works, decal works. Get data, data, and Vertex. And on PulpMX.com, taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mathis.
2: Yeah, welcome everybody. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Thursday, June 8th. Two minutes early even. We're starting early. That's what we're doing on this show. We promised an hour. We're going to give you more than that. Under promise and over deliver. Round three of the motocross series uh, picking up this weekend in Thunder Valley, and uh, yeah, the only question is, uh, will Jet win again? And uh, yeah, I like his chances to do that. 702-586-7857. Give us a call. Let's talk Thunder Valley. Let's talk MXGP. Whatever you want. Let's talk Canadian Moto if you want. We had Dylan ride on Monday's Pulp MX show. Uh, thank you to the folks at uh, Fly Racing, and as well Plum Creek Funding, Maxis, Get Decal Works. Uh, Max's Tires, uh, Vertex Pistons, all of those guys on board with us, uh, as well as, of course, the folks at um, 100% as well. We're giving away, I've said, 100% goggles uh, tonight on the show. We're also giving away some fly racing tie downs uh, as well. So thank you for um, uh, listening. Again, Michael Lindsay and uh, Jason Wygant on the show uh, today. So uh, let's let's get into it. First up, uh, taking your calls over there, holding things down. Coming in first. Coming in first. Yes. Not golfing today. Not today. V. Tits, what's up? Hello, Steve.
0: Glad to be here. Uh, Everything good? Everything all right? Uh, I was a little offended uh, at what you heard Travis come out of his mouth Mm -hmm. right before the show, but other than that, I'm great.
2: Okay. All right. Sounds good. Uh, Well, I mean, look, he couldn't come in week two. We yes. started this week one. Yes, week one we put the fly race and Moto Sixty show on video and then on YouTube and everything else. Thank you for watching. And then Travis came in and wrecked the cameras. And then just week two, Says, can't come. He needed a vacation. Just that's <laughs> it. He was he was he was
0: overworked. The grind was yep. too much. What's up, Marks? You know when you work as hard as I do. Yep. You need those days off. Okay. The, child the labor. just All took right. it out of me. And, you know, I had gotten away with child labor for one week, so you, I figured I'd try it again. And <laughs> it worked. Yeah. It did work. And it yes. works.
2: Tits, what about that fan? We can hear that fan when you turn it.
0: Oh, my apologies. Yeah. Or I'll just turn my microphone off.
2: There you go. Thank you. All right. Uh, let's get our first guest on the line. It is uh, Michael Lindsay from Vital MX. And uh, again, your phone calls. We've got some lines open 702 586 7857. Brand new tires from the folks at Maxis. Really, really uh, big news for those guys. They got that paddle available as well. Get ready to tread victoriously with the new Maxxis Moto tires. Experience the full shred potential of the two treads designed for soft, intermediate, and intermediate to hard terrain. Developed and tested by Jeremy McGrath, a grip, stability, and predictability that surpasses all others. Available now at your local Maxxis dealer or online at shop.maxxis.com. Maxis MX series, a gift from the science nerds to the Moto kids. Pick your pair. Thank you, to the folks at Maxis. We're going to give some of these away uh, at some point here. We do have some tickets to give away for Thunder Valley as well. We'll tell you how to do that in a little bit. Decal Works, Red Bull, KTM. Aaron Plessinger, Cooper Webb, using DecalWorks for their graphics. Uh, A lot of you listeners are using DecalWorks through the code pulpmx 23 and I hear nothing but the best things from those guys. So thank you to the folks at decalmx.com. Promo code PULPAMX23 to get 20% off your custom graphics. DecalWorks, number one for many reasons. Upholding the true definition of quality, service, and knowledge. Thank you to the folks at Decal Works for coming on board. And use the code PUBLIMX23 to save uh, with those guys. And, of course, fly racing, man. Whether it's uh, motorsport.com or your local dealer, 25 years of fly racing. RJ Hampshire. You know who else wears uh, fly racing? Jose Boutron. Maybe the surprise of the uh, 450 motocross series right now. Flyracing.com at your local dealer or motorsport.com. From head to toe, goggles and helmets and boots and gear and off-road stuff and um, watercraft, all of it. FlyRacing.com. Check out the technology and the reasonings and the design of that Formula helmet. You will uh, realize how special it is. Uh, so thanks uh, to Fly Racing for coming on board. Let's get to our first guest here to talk about Thunder Valley and more. From Vital MX, it's Michael Lindsay. What's up, man? How are you, ML?
3: Uh, pretty good. Hey, so speaking of Boutron, do we have a do we have a price yet on what's going be to be the uh, Pulp MX Wildcats?
2: No, no, but uh, we need to look into that. But, dude, Wildcat Racing, let's start there. I mean, honestly, Lucercio and Boutron, they haven't raced. Lucercio's been hurt for a couple of years. Boutron's never raced here. Uh, And, dude, they're riding really well.
3: No, they are, uh, especially for Tacna, both of them. Well, more Boutron, like just kind of how they've been working towards this. But it was definitely still pretty last minute Mm -hmm. um, to see both of them. I, I just remember it. Like I've seen Bouton course race over the yeah. years, but right. at the opening round of Paula, I just remember him running down AC and then battling, and I just wanted to so badly in the moment ask AC if he knew who Jose Boutron was.
2: Yeah, no, I, I, I think he would, maybe. I don't know. It's a good, <laughs> good, good point. Um, it's really, I mean, look, we know the depth isn't there. We get it, but those guys are riding well. Yeah. So, um, to me, Fred Noren should be the top guy after the factory guys every week. I feel like Freddie is on that level and he's done it twice, but the other two motos, he's gone Freddie. So it hasn't quite worked out, but then I don't know, uh, ML, Garrett Marchbanks from the uh, club MX team is jumping up starting this weekend. And I feel like Garrett can be six, seven, eight. You. Oh,
3: definitely. Garrett, Garrett on a four fifty is, is not everybody, the whole, you know, man child comments about him. Like he is such a, his riding style—he can manhandle the bike so much. He just feels like he's so chained down on the 250. Uh, you know, I know it's very easy to say from the outside looking and like everybody like, why is not he on a 450 on the summer? Why is not he on a 450? I mean, he really understand their want to be a competitive 250 team. But yeah, if he if he was on a 450 first two rounds, other than barring some bad luck, he would have been sixth seventh
2: every moto. Yeah. So you think he's going to jump into that pretty much right away? Yeah, yeah, I think
3: he'll he'll jump Jerry LaCruccio, um, Bouchon this weekend. Uh the only person like I said if Freddie can kinda of put together starts, I, I kinda I feel like that hierarchy right behind the factory guys, now I'm like, okay, I feel like it's gonna kinda be between Freddie, mm-hmm. maybe Master Pool if he does if he's learned how to not be Master Pool yep. and then um and then Garrett. I feel like those guys are gonna slot in this. I was actually joking with Jerry this week, like that next group behind him again, you're or your on robin whoever in that group is going to want to like try to figure out how to be the best guy in that group and break the others and see if they can bridge the gap because we've had that gap with the top five guys the factory guys then there's been a pretty good sized gap mm-hmm. to the three we're talking about and mm-hmm. now i feel like there's going to be this middle group once freddie settles in and march banks they're gonna yeah i feel like they're going to be their own little group in the middle they're going to be somewhere between that yep. big gap back to those guys and somewhere in the middle flowing around on the track
2: uh, March banks moving up is kind of the big news of the week. We'll see how he can do now. Look, I, I saw, I know he lost like 15 pounds. They said, uh, for the outdoors. He, I saw a lap time chart, uh, from club MX during midweek that he was faster than Jmart at some, some point. Um, everything was looking to be on track for him to be, you know, sort of successful in the 250 class and dude, it has gone terrible. Any idea why it's been so bad?
3: I mean, both him and JMR, other than Fire last round, I mean, both their qualifying hasn't been good. Their starts have not been good. I know they're talking about the new great being grabbier, and it's just the horsepower deficit and the weight deficit. And then I, I don't mean to dig on the team too much, but I kind of, like me and Chris were talking about this recently, is definitely something's going on with their 250 package right now. Their bikes did not look good at the opening two rounds, no. whether we're talking suspension, power, they had no drive, like, you know, as Jmart's that insane roll speed, it is very rare that somebody walks away from Jmart on corner exit because even if their bike is faster, Jmart's going through the corner ten miles an hour freaking faster. Mm-hmm. And I was watching it get yarded out of section. So whatever it is, something's not working. It doesn't seem like they have an immediate answer for it. So, I mean, kinda put that on the back burner. There's a new two fifty coming, you know, later yeah. this year for Yamaha, or if they switch brands or whatever, just get yard on the four fifty, get publicity, get resolved. Yeah get some confidence in the kid because right now that cannot be good either.
2: And then, you know, Phillip's coming back, so there, there's a 450 yeah. guy too. And, you know, I don't know if Kilroy's injured, but, you know, at least they'll have two or three guys dedicated to 450, which makes a team's life much easier.
3: Oh, yeah. Uh, Kilroy's fine. He just okay. had, a, uh, I think, a bike problem. I think he's good for this weekend. Right. You know, I said now, Buckley, Phil's coming back earlier. But, I mean, the way the season's panning out, Again, I get wanting to show you can be a competitive 250 team. The 250 field is so deep right mm-hmm. now; you're fighting tooth and nail for. Even talking to J. Mart, like he was talking about fighting tooth and nail for 16th. Like felt yeah. like he was hanging it out to get a yeah. 16th. And I mean, listen, that's, that's
2: I, I was talking to J. Mart about it, and like Jamie at Twisted does their motors. He Jamie to me, there's no. It's a motor. It's not. It's not. It's uh, not splitting the atom. You know what I mean? You add horsepower easily. Yeah. Uh, compression. Heat, uh, tolerances, all that kind of stuff makes horsepower, makes compression. Um, to me, I'm talking to Jmart, mart like he was kind of wondering what was going on with his bikes. And I-, I don't blame Twisted so much as maybe the team's budget. Right. Like, hey, we can't do all the way. We can't go all the way because we don't want to tear these things down and rebuild them every single week to me. No,
0: I agree
3: with that. Yeah. And I think in years past, you saw when Derek's been on their 250, like they've struggled more with DNS and yeah. I mean, the whole time, GMR, like they need to get through races. Yeah. And I also feel like the last, may, maybe it's deceptive for them. Cause I think the last two years outside of Starbike, you had KTM jumped to a new board stroke. You had the Honda change, like,
2: mm-hmm.
3: and then the Cowie did. Mitch's, Mitch's guys I thought I like, before hearing them talk about, you know, it's taken them two what, almost three years to get to where the engine was before the bore stroke change, um, maybe there was a little bit of false sense of how far they had gone. And mm-hmm. I feel like, I mean, KTM's dropping updates all the time right now. PC is, star's a star. yeah, And then Honda figured out their stuff last year. So maybe they were closer to the PC and the K10 bikes in the last year or two, and I feel like those guys are now catching yeah. back up with Honda and Star, so that gap is starting to grow. Maybe they've been comfortable spending the same amount of money on engines, and now it's like, oh crap, we have to spend even more to keep up. Yeah. Which yeah. is it's just the thing that keeps happening.
2: Yeah, Pro Circuit guys are keep spending, really
3: spending, spending, spending.
2: Pro Circuit guys are really happy with their bike horsepower wise. They don't feel like it's giving up anything anymore. You know. Um
3: Yeah, and that's I think it took them again just with the Shirt yeah. fans, like a year or two ago. Their guys were kind of like, hey, I want more now. Now yeah. they're all happier, and you can see it. You can see that performance on track, and that's what I'm saying. You kind of notice it with the club guys on the 250. Like, you can visually see a little bit of a difference now that,
0: mm-hmm.
3: like I said, compared to PC and yeah. k that maybe wasn't there two years ago.
2: Well, uh, Marchbank's moving to 450 class and should be, yeah, should be much better for him, much better for the team, and uh, look forward to that. So uh, when, uh, when is it too early to talk perfect season? for the jet i mean look uh chase isn't coming back this weekend uh we had lars on our pulpit show monday and and yeah i think chase is going to come back um so maybe it's just too early period to talk about it but holy crap
3: i mean every we've all joked about it whether you're you're serious or i mean even a joke like was it the the best jokes have some sense of seriousness (laughs) to it? like it's definitely possible yeah there is with everything else that's happened this season i i don't you know, you always got to go off statistics and facts. Like, anything can happen. Anything can happen. More, I've said that more than ever this year and seen shit happen. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, anything can happen. I don't know at this point. Grant Harlan or Jose Boutron could be the champion. I'm not going to deny the rest of them crash out with three races to go. Yeah, but yeah. at the same time, yeah, check a perfect season. So I would just feel a little bad for him. Hey, you matched Ricky and James. Guess what you did in the first season? We don't have 24 motors.
2: Yeah. Yeah, really, right? Um, James brought that up on the broadcast. Pretty funny. Uh, Aaron Plessinger has been really impressive. Uh, obviously, he has not. Uh, he didn't get third overall at Paula, and he didn't get second overall at Hangtown. But I think he's been the next best guy to Jet, uh, to Jet, Jet, and Chase in round one, and then Jet in Hangtown. Uh, AP. I mean, yeah, he's really. I feel like he stepped up his game a little bit. I mean, full props to Cooper Webb for really giving him a good race at second moto, and Ferrandis is getting better and he will continue to improve, but I, I don't know. I mean, even like put a full field there, I feel like AP stepped up his motocross speed.
3: I think he did, and talking about him this year, I feel like he, he kind of has that best chance at bridging the gap to get closer to Jet because I can see how he's getting there. Like, he shows up at at the opening round, and he says those two motos were his seventh and eighth motos. He say he never, like, all mm-hmm. their preseason. Stuff must have worked great because he said i think he has mentioned to a few of us that he's pretty much never felt this good in shape on a 450 yep. um even though he didn't get to test much he said the bike is in the best place it's ever been for him and he has you know he's still able to add more input every week it just kind of seems like okay he's not nagging injury he's not fighting anything he was just short on time and he's already this good so it's kind of easy to see like hey he will get better every week where so even with Dylan, you have to imagine he'll get better every week. But when you also talk to him, you see like there's kind of that sensation of them being lost a little bit with the bike. You're like, yeah. oh, he'll figure it out. But I, I don't know how long it'll take where I'm like really confident that AP is going to get better every week. Like I can see the pathway of how it's going to happen.
2: Stock suspension, basically, those guys. Uh, Flex. Oh, just, production. It's, yeah, yeah. Production it, stuff, yeah. It's
3: like how many people, because uh, I post about all that for, like, PitBit's the opening round, I, okay. endless arguments on Facebook. They're not really on stock stuff. They can't ride stock stuff. I said, well, no, it's not reread the caption. Yeah. Production, it's been modified. And then, be, oh, it's got fake air caps on it and this <laughs> and that. and. Jesus. Oh, the conspiracy theory! It's like there was a form. The conspiracy theories are killing me this week. There was one on the forum about that Honda bench chase. So what? Jack could win the title going away. Oh yeah, there's a guy that's convinced they bench
4: chase. So this is Jack why this is title.
2: why your forum gets a bad name. This is why people say like, okay, vital, and okay, here, here's the vital guy, and and, you know this that's, is that's this that's why is I, why
3: this section. Yes. Well, here's the thing. Go look. There's four pages of everybody telling the dude he's insane. So I mean, yeah, if yeah. a there's there's insane people in every seat in every seat, man.
2: No, that's true. You're right. You you got a point there. Uh, but no, like listen, yeah, I just think that flex is a problem on those steel frames. They're they're beefier than maybe I would have thought. Um, you know, I, in my mind, the, the the steel frame bikes are going to flex way more than aluminum frames. You can see what they're going to do with the big axle, the big front axle, the big forks, and all of that. But man, I did some digging and I talked to some people, and people are like, no man, KTM is stiffer. It's this the new generation is stiffer than an aluminum frame. I'm like, what? You know, just yeah, theoretically, I, I wouldn't think it could be stiffer, possible. I,
3: I'm trying to think of the term for I don't know if it's longitude, but you think like forward to rear motion. Yep. I think it's stiffer. I still think they flex like more in a twisting motion in some situations. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like the ones yeah. even we ride, consumer. I haven't been riding the production KTM four, like Austrian 450s that much. I'm not a current fan of the chassis that much. 250s yep. better, but. I'm one of the bikes I'm riding right now is just revalved production stuff, even though we can get cones, we can get whatever we want. Yep, that stuff's been working better. Like I said, because they're even to the point they're on standard axle lugs, they aren't on the big axle anymore. Um, at least plus, like, passengers on a work shock, Hoop's on a production shock, too. On top of that,
2: yeah. yeah, crazy, crazy. Uh, but yeah, it's working for them. Uh, speaking, yep, go ahead.
3: Oh, no, never mind. It's another class. I'll let you get to okay. Well, I was gonna say 250, same thing. There's a lot of jumping around. You have Deegan, uh, was on Spring Fork at Hangtown first. Like only star guy off off air fork. Okay. Uh, running like show a steering dampener. Running eggs trigs. They did a bunch of changes to his bike this week. So mm-hmm. it's kind of funny. It's like the whole air versus springs thing again. You got people jumping yeah, around. Each preferring something.
2: Yeah. Here we go. Right. I mean, back and forth they go. Uh, you know, all of that. So uh, we got some phone calls to uh, to get to. First up, it's Tony on one. Tony, welcome to the Moto sixty show. What's your question, man? Hey, I'm Hey, what? Thank
4: you. <laughs> um, I was just curious. I don't, and maybe they just don't talk about it a whole lot. But is there a lot of people getting flats anymore? I mean, as far as running moose or tube lifts or just a thicker tube, uh, what are they? What are they doing? I mean, obviously they're just hammering on their bikes week in, week out. And well, they, they don't seem like you hear that anymore.
2: No, the top guys all run mooses front and rear. Um, maybe not always in the front, but always in the rear. And then the heavy-duty tubes work pretty damn good now. So. Um, I think Amarin, um had a tire f- blow apart. Uh, Michael, did you hear about that? Um, he had. Uh, a- I remember seeing somebody ride off the side of the track with
3: something. Yeah, like uh, uh, Am- Am-
2: Am- Amarin's tire either went flat or blew apart or something. The Pirelli, but no, Tony. Um, yeah, yeah, they've got it all going pretty well, but it's mostly Moose up front.
4: Oh, it is okay, and they they do have different uh, different. I shouldn't say pressures, but.
2: No. Um, yeah, they have softer
4: different... foam and this and that.
2: Yeah, they have that pretty well set and dialed now. I think there are some different uh, textures of mousses that you can choose from, but I think they I think they have it pretty dialed. Yeah. So.
0: Perfect. Thank uh, you very much.
2: Thanks man, appreciate it. Thank you. Uh Alex is on 2. What's up Alex? How are you? What's your question? Hey guys,
0: thank you very much for taking my call. So, I have a question about the uh, You sound two-piece.
2: like a robot. We got to hang up. We got to go. Uh Alex is on 4. Another Alex. What's up Alex? You got a Thunder Valley question?
0: Yeah, Thunder Valley. Um, so they're just up the street from
5: the drag strip, Vandermeer. And Vandermeer, at the end of the year, is closing their doors, um, citing urban sprawl as the reason. I'm curious if uh, you've heard anything about Thunder Valley, if that's going to potentially run into them. Uh,
2: yeah, I heard this before, and I asked, and they said no problems. They don't have any issues. They're going to keep running. There's no problems. So, awesome, cool. Yeah, that's what I had heard before. So thanks, man. All right, thanks. Thank you. Uh, we got another question on... Three, Taylor. What's up, man? What's your question?
5: What's happening, Steve El Capitan? Thank you. I was just curious on what y'all think the percentage is on a Ricky Carmichael type year for the Honda guys. Uh,
2: like you mean, like just undefeated, just,
4: just domination?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, if if J- something happens to Jet, then Chase is jumping in and winning it. So yeah, the Honda and Hunter. I mean, I think Hunter holds on to this thing, don't you, Michael?
0: Uh, yeah, he's yeah. definitely in the favorite,
3: and I think that group of two fifties that can win the title is already handing out quite a bit after yeah. the first
0: two rounds.
2: Yeah, I, I like it, uh, Taylor. I think it's uh, I think it's a good good odds for Honda to keep this thing going. I don't. I'm not ready to talk perfect season yet for Jet because Chase will come back, and you know. So, but when we we when Chase wins, come back uh, soon? Yeah, soon. What's up, Michael?
3: I say, God, if they go through, win both the outdoor titles. If first year of WSX, they pulled both be amazing seven seven titles possibly in a year
2: yeah they should put number ones on their production bikes like yamaha did in the late 70s they do that
3: yes literally Uh, yeah number one's on everything even xrs
2: (laughs) yeah exactly uh thanks number one thanks taylor appreciate the call thank you man uh david's on too what's up david you got a wildcat racing question
3: i sure do yeah so i was thinking about this the other day when i was listening to the pulp show so you are talking about how many points you can score in the summertime mm-hmm. to go towards SMX. Is there a potential Jose boot or a, is there a potential Boutron and Lucracio going into SMX? I mean, it, imagine what AMA was thinking if these guys qualified for that. They had no
4: idea that a guy like that would be in that.
2: Yeah, but I think it's good, right? I don't know, JT. Oh, I think it's awesome. Yeah, JT said uh, on the review show that. Those guys said they only have funding for five races, though, or something, which I didn't know about. Um, so they may not be doing all yeah, of them. A shame. I, don't, I don't know. It's a real shame. But, no, I mean, look, there's 22 chances to get points outdoors versus 17 in Supercross, right? And, uh, Michael, someone, Jerry, I did a podcast with Jerry, a privateer pod with Jerry, and he told me he's already 28th or something, you know?
3: like Yeah, 28th or 27th. He's actually ahead of. Yeah, Basically, I mean, part of the reason why he bumped four fifty, me and him were talking about it, and I think the cutoff is gonna be about hundred and fifty to hundred and sixty points. And that is gonna include, as long as they stay in the championship, you'll see Boutron, LaCrucio easily make it into the top twenty. Um, you'll see probably Garrett and Ty make it in now. Mm-hmm. Um if Jerry keeps on the road, he's going. He'll make it. Um I did a projections list the other nine. It's you, yeah. it's kinda funny. Like it's the top ten guys are pretty like uh you know you'd easily consider but it's funny at the end of supercross i'm sure guys thought more like your starling yeah and yeah. your uh your um what's say moran's like those guys would be in they're going to be way out they're going to be like 50 60 points out at the rate It's going to go for outdoors
2: yeah. they're going to be hoping to stay in the top 30 to get invited you know to even right basically
3: so, they're yeah. gonna go from being solid oh we're, we're gonna have a seated spot to they're gonna be like 28 29 yeah. like barely on the bubble
2: yeah absolutely uh thanks for the call David yeah. appreciate it uh, thank you
3: yeah I just I was just saying I think I think that's that would be really cool if like a Boutron would get yeah. into that because I mean that would be a game changer financially because you know these guys are racing for free
2: oh yeah or they're paying the race yeah absolutely yeah. no for sure man that that's really cool the SMX money is is pretty good it's legit so yeah, yeah, yeah to okay.
3: go thanks Butron, I want to ask Butron uh, if he signed up for Gas Gas Contingency yet and if he even knows what contingency is and how he felt when he got a purse money check <laughs> yeah, after yeah. 12 years of racing
5: GPs. He's probably like, what, what is this?
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Uh, we have uh, Jake on three. What's up, Jake?
5: Hey, what's up, dude? Um, I was just thinking, like, do, do you think Jet's almost not bummed because obviously he's killing it, like, money-wise and whatever, but he was killing it before, so maybe – He's a little bummed. Like I'm sure he wanted to beat Chase again, and wanted to beat Eli, and wanted to beat all the guys that were, you know. So I feel like almost you can tell on the podium and kind of just when he's on camera speaking, it's almost like you could tell he's, he's almost bummed. Like he's winning, but he's like, nah, yeah, it's like I was gonna beat these guys anyways. Almost.
2: Yeah. Well, look. In the end, he'll make a ton of money, and he, you know, right. he's he's gonna crush it. But but Michael. Uh, um, Jake's, Jake's got a point, like, you know, racing Tomac and Sexton and beating those guys or racing with them, uh, that's probably something that Jet thought would be really cool.
3: Well, especially since we were all kind of projecting it was probably going to be Eli's last go. I mean, your last opportunity to beat the outgoing guy who's gone near top of the record books and reset couple. couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's got to be a bummer. It's a missed opportunity. He'll never get back. And if I'm loose about this year nine, it's like, well... On one hand, yeah, it's going to be super enjoyable just from a domination factor, from a from a fun factor, money factor. At the same time, he's not really – I hate to say it, he's still learning something being in a 450 class, but this probably isn't the the learning experience that he almost needs for next year, it, it, if there's an example. Because I've still been waiting for this whole thing of, like, what happens when Jack gets pressured on 450? Can he stay calm, cool, and collected? Yeah. And uh, we're gonna right. have to wait a whole another year at this point to figure that out.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jake.
0: No problem. Talk nice. to you guys later.
2: All right, uh, Alex. What's up, man?
0: Hey, thank you very much for taking my call. Sorry about the issue no earlier. Worries. Yeah. So, my question is, with Suzuki's involvement this year, Ken is doing amazing, really showing what you can do with that platform. Do you think that you know Triumph, Beta? Uh, The push from them, do you think that's going to elevate Suzuki, or do you think they'll stay in their current role?
2: I think it does not elevate them. ML, what do you know? What do you think?
3: It doesn't affect anything. I don't even think – I don't mean – I don't think Kenny's results affect much for – I mean, Hep is – they do get support from Suzuki, but they're still a private effort in the sense of the equipment they build, you know, technical information, things like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't foresee it really changing anything. Good for the sport, the more yeah. OEMs, the more rides, the more paychecks, like that, that's all effect, but I don't think it's going to affect really the the output or outlook of any of the other
2: OEMs. Yeah, I, I don't think so either, Alex.
0: Thank you very much Thanks, for man. taking Appreciate my call. It. Thank Have you. a great
2: day. couple of things with HEP, too. Uh, I think they're shopping for a manufacturer. I think they're taking some yeah. meetings, and uh, yep, and and, and they're talking to Ferrandis as well for next year. So yep. that, that'll be interesting to yeah, see definitely. what happens there. Yeah, it's
3: kind of. I think there's going to be two fun ones for teams this year. Potential OEM switch is potential for club, potential for, for HEP both talking to different OEMs and seeing where that ends up.
2: Yeah, um, I don't like. I, I know Suzuki and Chris Wheeler. They're happy. Everything's great. But, yeah, I don't think they're they're not going to step up, right, with more money and more support and factory stuff. Like, it's not going to happen, like you said.
3: Yeah, and listening to Kenny, like, when he did the World Supercross press conference, like, one of the questions I asked him is, okay, you're doing three years here. Are you committed to HEP yet? And he didn't say no. He said, you know, that's still his primary thing. But he's kind of hinted at, he's like, I'm waiting to see what they're figuring out.
2: So, right, right, um, yeah.
3: He's got no before he signs the on. Which, is, I mean, yep even though he's clicking with the Suzuki, you got to imagine any OEM they're going to have, going to work with. If it's going to be a better deal, like it's still probably going to be something he's happy with. It's just waiting to figure out what the whole program's going to look like.
2: Yeah. I don't see, I don't see Kenny getting back on an OEM factory team. Do you? Correct. So, I don't. Cause yeah. you just
3: did the three year WSX deal. Like I talked to Bailey about this. Like I get their feeling of, Oh, the OEMs are against this, this, this or that. But if you're an OEM, you've got, somebody like a Ken Rocks and you want to hire, you go to them, they're like, hey, I want to race this series for half the year. Um, I'll have to ride your bike on a different team with different marketing. It's kind of like, it would be like Jamie working for you for half the year and me for half the year, working at Walmart half the year and Target half the year. Why, mm-hmm. why would the employer want to do that? They don't have to. They can go hire other people. They can yeah. hire all year. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I don't think it happens. I think he, and I think really Hep is the perfect team. Well, there's only really two teams that can do his schedule that he would prefer, US. WSX SMX. That's basically hep and Firepower.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Uh, which he could go back to Firepower. You're right. He had a good relationship. Yeah, so I guess when, when I say there's no other place for him to go, I, I, yeah, Firepower could be a, a legit option.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, all right. right. Let's. Think... Uh, okay, go ahead. No, guys. um Thank you to the folks at Plum Creek Funding. If you're looking to purchase a home in 2023, if you're a first-time buyer, investor, you got a vacation home like ML, uh, Plum Creek Funding has programs <laughs> to suit your needs. If you already own a home looking to pull cash out, contact a professional of over 25 years' experience. Z-A-C-H at PlumCreekFunding.com. Zach at PlumCreekFunding.com. 12 different states. Uh, Zach's done a lot of uh, uh, mortgages and property things for people in the, in the moto industry. He's done a good job. So check him out. Reach out to Zach Morris today, 720-212-4685. Thank you to Fly Racing, of course, Plum Creek Funding, Maxis, Get. Decal Works, uh, Vertex, hundred percent, all on board with us. Pulp Thirty is the code to save with one hundred percent. From glasses to casual wear to goggles, Pulp Thirty is the code to save with hundred percent. And uh, check that out. Great mountain bike stuff as well. I've got some of it. Uh, I wear it a lot. So Pulp Thirty saves you on everything at hundred percent. And uh, whether it's the Jet Lawrence, whether it's Star Racing guys, uh, Coupe AP, all of that, you know the you know the name, you know the goggle they wear. Pulp Thirty code to save. Uh, all right, let's get some more questions. Matthew's on too. What's up, Matthew? No, no,
1: Thank sorry.
0: That's the time right now when I said that. I was, hey, oh, hey okay.
1: what's up? Hey, sorry about that. Yeah. Um, uh, it's just because I'm a teacher. Anyway, uh, okay. so I, it's for your Pulp MX ride day. So yeah. I just had like kind of like an idea um, for, I believe it was the first day for the limited space. Um, I was wondering if you guys could do, or I mean, it, it would be a cool idea to do like a, not like a, a A scholarship but like a a reward type system for a student who is interested in like going to the right day but they have to be in a k through 12 public school so not like one of those private institutions not an online school you know to give it to somebody who is in a in the public school sector who likes you know riding dirt bikes who you know wants to be there wants to you know uh ride out, out that way i don't know how many students would be interested yeah, in know. going oh, out, yeah. you know, that, right. that right. might be the little difficulty, but I mean, I think that'd be cool to, you know, get, get a student or, you know, a couple students, whatever it is um, again, in a K through 12 setting.
2: Right. Uh, yeah. We're just, we're just going to have a ride day, man. I don't want to, like, you know, start having contests and start picking people because when, when you pick people, people get mad that you didn't get picked. And now i got to monitor a contest, and i got to take emails, and i got to, like, read resumes, and i got to get somebody in it. Like, you know, Matthew? Yeah, like, yeah, I, I, I get your I idea. the
1: difficulty, a difficulty. Right, yeah, we're just, I had some students asking sure. about it. They're like, oh, that would be cool. And I was right. like, yeah, it would be cool. I'll, maybe I'll ask them.
2: Yeah. No, I get it. Hopefully they get invited. Just send an email to at com. I'm picking some random dudes. Uh, Michael Lindsay will be there there we think depends i don't know if i should give the entry to michael or to to jamie who should be the vital oh, rep
3: jamie. i'll bring michael. less janky, janky friends janky.
2: yeah yeah michael's not going to bring any janky friends so that part's good
1: oh nice, uh, nice all right next i got a next quick question okay go ahead have you have you noticed a change in the lawrence demeanor on the podiums as of recently because i totally have uh michael what do you think Oh, I guess I don't know. I not too
3: much. I feel like the way they speak kind of the things they talk about in the race are pretty generally the same. I I I don't know. Their their interviews are pretty what the word I'm looking for, predictable sometimes. I just kind of know what they're going to talk about.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't really okay. notice it to be honest. All you right. Think, I, yeah. I don't know. I kind of feel like the the energy and the enthusiasm is kind of just not there the way it was like you know for jet back you know when he was first originally winning yeah, maybe he just started winning and who
2: who is the same ricky james chad right they're yeah, all they all yeah, change yep, right. every every single one okay. so I, I probably agree right. with you on that but uh thanks man appreciate it thank you thanks man appreciate uh, it all right michael lindsey here um got chance on one as a race tech rant what's up chance what's your race tech rant? yeah
5: i got a race. my, my rant is can we get ESPN or somebody to go back and remaster all the old Supercross races and Motocross races because I try to watch them on YouTube and stuff like that, and it's just it's painful, man. The, it's blurry,
4: right? You can't hardly see anything. And uh totally yeah. There's a
2: there's a lot of politics involved on who owns old Supercross footage and old Motocross footage. There's been like a ch- few different people. Like Feld owns all of it from like '96 up. But then, before then, it was Chet Burks and, uh, dude. There, there's a honestly, honestly, there's a really interesting story or podcast to do about TV footage in our sport and who owns it and who has it. Uh, Apparently, a lot of it was just lost in a fire or a flood or something. So, um, wow. Yeah, it's. I don't think you'll ever see that happen. What you want? I would love it, but I don't think. I don't think it ever ever happens. Uh, Thanks, man. Thanks for the call. All right, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, let's give away a pair of tickets to the folks at uh, uh, the pair of tickets to the Thunder Valley. Let's do um, three people. Three people win two pairs of tickets. Pair of tickets.
0: Three people win. Three people we each we, win one pair of tickets. Thank you. Thank you. Thank
2: you. 702 586 7857. Courtesy the folks at Namira. Thank you to those guys. Uh, we got a J Mark question on five. What's up, Rodney? What's your J question? Hey, guys, how's it going? Good. All right, so I was just curious. You know, I had really uh,
3: really high hopes for Jay Martin the Outdoors. He's always been, you know, an outdoor specialist, in my opinion, and uh-huh. a good starter. Yeah. Unfortunately, we had a small sample size, but, you know, you said that you had talked to him and he was unhappy a little bit and mm-hmm. said that himself and the team needed more work. So what do you think was lacking? Was it horsepower or...
2: Yeah, well, listen, we, we, well, Michael and I get into this at the beginning of this show. Did you listen to the beginning of it? Did you just jump in? Um,
4: I jumped in a little
2: late. Okay, yeah, no problem. Just go back and listen to the archive. Michael and I had like a little conversation about Club and Jeremy and sort of what the issues were with Marchbanks and with J Mart. So take a listen okay. to that. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we boil it down a little bit on what we think. So okay. uh, thanks, and man. Like, oh, go ahead. One little
3: question What's the weather looking like for Saturday?
2: Kind of rainy, huh, Michael?
3: yeah my uh, my brother lives in denver i talked to him yesterday and he says it's pretty much rained every day for 10 days straight he said not like biblical levels but it yeah. rains every day right now my- so he said everything's really saturated
2: all right there you go hey do you, wanna, do you want to do a pair of goggles
3: i would love a pair
2: all right stay on hold okay we'll get you some goggles Thanks. from folks 100 uh no worries you ready for a world supercross question ml let's go yeah all right logan what's your world supercross question
5: Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Yep. Uh I'm talking more about World Supercross in five or six years from now. Okay. Uh, for some, for some overseas riders, the dream is American Supercross. Mm-hmm. Do we ever see World Supercross gain enough popularity where some of these riders' dreams shift from American Supercross to World Supercross, or at least use it as a stepping stone for a couple of years before coming to America? I wanted just to hear your guys' thoughts. Yeah, thought on I, th-
2: I think a stepping stone is possible because if you know, you got to sh- like you know Chad Reed famously wanted to come to America, couldn't get a ride, had to go to MXGP's, right? And then and then mm-hmm. came over, and he then he couldn't even find a 450 ride, so they put him in a 250 class. Um, ML, I could see the same thing happening where uh, somebody gets a ride with a World Supercross team and does really well, and then an American team picks him up.
3: Okay. Yeah, and I think the two countries that stand to mind are Australia and France because you think of Reed's route, it's like you're if you're one of those two countries where we've seen a lot of really good Supercross riders come from. It's like, oh, you have to go to either just come to the U.S. and kill it to get a ride, or you have to go to MHCPs and try to win a world title to come here versus, you know, you have all these guys that are French, the French Supercross specialists, the Australian ones who have teams out of those countries. Yeah. There's a really good opportunity for them to go race world through those teams. They may normally not be, again, it's kind of asked backwards. You'd have to go win an MXGP title or do really good there to get invited to come here like Dylan, like Ferrandis did, yeah. or Moosekin or any of those guys where you could go do really good at World and maybe that's what you aspire to and maybe that's where they go and stay and they make a living and that's cool. Or if they really kill it, yeah, maybe they get the opportunity to come over here. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think, yeah, having home teams in their countries that are actually looking at them is going to help that a
0: lot.
2: Yeah, Logan, I think, uh, okay. I think there could be a possibility of that for sure. So, uh, thanks man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Do you think you ever, do you think we ever see Michael a world supercross in America? I know they tried, they want to, do you think we see it? Yeah, I think so. I know the
3: last time I spoke to Bailey, um, kind of like goals the next year or two, I know U S round is super high on the schedule or like priority list. Mm -hmm. Uh, one in Japan is too. Um, but I I can see it. I I think when we talked about last, it seemed more like if they do a U.S. one, they want to do it pretty differently mm-hmm. uh, i don't know if it's also from conflicts with with contracts with all the stuff with stadiums but we were talking more about you know do you do it at a, a nascar style circuit do you do it at a, some sort of an amphitheater do you do it somewhere different uh-huh. um i think so i think they need to eventually um maybe not next year i think by the end of this first five years they'll they'll figure it out if yep. they really are building and being successful um, wouldn't shock me if it's in the next year or two that they do finally get a U.S. round.
2: Yeah, should be interesting to see. Kicks off July. Uh, July Fourth weekend is uh, the first round in England. Everybody, if you're wondering, you know when that starts. Um, all right, Michael. Before I let you go, uh, as our tradition here on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show, uh, I need your winners for this weekend.
4: Oh, that's hard.
3: <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> well, there's this little known rider named Jet Lawrence. Um, yeah, Jet for 450. Two fifties. Uh, I'm just gonna go for the extreme answer that's gonna get get people mad. I'll go with Hayden Deegan.
2: Do you feel like we see the star Yamaha's like five out of the top six qualifiers again, like we normally do it? Like, oh
3: yeah, yeah. especially especially like Gilliam seems to be riding fantastic. Jacob's building every weekend. Um, yeah, with with Hayden, I maybe not quite top six, but I think you'll see their entire group in the top ten. Maybe the only one Jordan's kind of in a weird spot right now, but. Yeah, I think we see a little bit of uh, star racing domination at altitude as usual.
2: Yeah, as usual. Uh, thanks for the time, man. Appreciate it. Thank you uh, for calling in, Vital MX. Uh, please check out all of Vital Jamie's work if you can.
4: Your ex,
3: your ex friend.
2: My ex friend. Yeah. <laughs> your ex friend. He just he he didn't back me with the with the uh, Lewis argument, so I decided that he's my ex friend. That's how it works. Yeah.
3: Uh, like I told you, I have somebody that works for my company actually hit me up this morning and was wondering <laughs> if that was serious. Like, hey, do they really hate each other now? No. I'm seeing all these ex-friend comments. Oh, no,
2: yeah, no worries. yeah. I hate them, but not. I'll get over it. Um, thanks, man. Cool. Thanks. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, all right, everybody. That is uh, Michael Lindsay from uh, Vital MX. Thank you the folks at Get and Athena. Email us using the contact form on pulpamex.com. We'll pass that on. Whether it's the Get ECUs, Athena, uh, big bore kits, uh, rebuild kits, all of it. Uh, the Honda Team Honda using Get ECUs on the 250s and the RPM dashboards and uh, the data loggers on all of the bikes. Uh, the folks at Get, Get, Get are doing a good job. So thanks uh, to thanks those guys. The 2023 ECU, they absolutely love that on the new uh, Yamaha, and uh, if you want if you want one of those, uh, it's A-Ray and Chris Kiefer Proven, Benny Bloss as well. Email us using the contact form. We'll get you a discount. All right, on to our next guest. Uh, freshly done speaking at his child's school. It's Jason again. What's up, Weech?
4: Yeah, yeah, that's right. I just did career day for fourth and fifth graders in elementary school. Yep. Talking about uh, my dream job of announcing uh, motorcycle racing on TV. And what you do is you bring in the old Chatterpult clip, we okay. all know it well. Yeah, yep. And uh, then you got it eaten out of the palm of your hands. I mean, there's no 10 uh, year old on earth that can not watch that and not be like, oh, <laughs> whoa, hold on, hold on. I'm paying attention now.
2: Did you say to the kids, like, look, kids, I was once like a crappy flagger and look at me now. Like, you can do it.
4: Like, you know, did you say that? It, uh, uh, the flagger they I didn't use, that's probably an uh, insider term they wouldn't understand. Okay. But absolutely the lesson over and over I'm trying to fix what people complain about with the youth of america i'm single-handedly doing this steve start at the bottom pay your dues <laughs> don't expect to be respected and loved and paid a lot right off the bat right just keep the nose to the grindstone kids your life can be good too but you have to wait for it
2: yeah yeah you just Stop can't to jump it over and you yeah. and you can't be a social influencer as a career that can't be your career choice
4: uh, well, yeah, unfortunately you can, but um, it helps to, for example, be really good in a dirt bike. I did talk about the fact that these riders are basically influencers. Uh, but, yes, they do have a one in one billion athletic talent and daring and risk first, well, and then they become influencers later.
2: A friend of ours is a teacher, and she told us that someone in their, I, th- I think, fifth grade or fourth grade said they want to be an influencer when they grow
4: up. <sighs> well, <laughs> sounds crazy, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, if uh, twelve years ago, if one of these kids said, "I'm going to start a YouTube channel just playing with my toys," they probably would be. So it's been done. It's
0: a good point. You're fucking kidding me. It's a good point. Uh, that's a real. That's
4: a that's a real job.
2: Um. Hey. So mutter, mutter this weekend.
4: <sighs> you know what? I'm going to take a tact. <laughs> you didn't expect. You okay. showed me the weather report. I think on Tuesday, uh-huh. at, uh, right on schedule. Yeah. I kind of feel like
0: we need it. Oh. The First two tracks.
4: um okay. They've been hard and dry. You know, uh, I don't know how your guy Lewis feels about it. I know you talked to him for five and a half hours on Monday, but oh, I'm sure it's not exactly what he expected. He, he is he is not getting what he thought when he was thought of no. American Outdoors. No. no, no, no. But I feel like we gave him plenty of warning when he said at Fox Raceway this is the first national I've ever been to. I feel like everybody, including myself, said do not, <laughs> do not read deeply into Fox Raceway and say that's the nationals. Mm-hmm. Do not do it. Yeah. But um, Hangtown really wasn't either. It was not... It was, I'd say, more typical hangtown and less typical hangtown. You know what I mean? It was more like regular hangtown and not what the national is. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we need, just for Lewis's sake, and maybe the riders, let's get those 300-foot-long, peg-deep, leg-on-the-shroud ruts back at Thunder Valley like we used to. Let's bring them back.
2: You know, uh, one of the things that Lewis told me when I said, what do you think of the nationals and what's your first impressions and all this? He's like, you need wash base. And I did oh, not, come on. I, I swear to God, I did not prompt him. I didn't say anything. He just said, I can't believe you guys don't have wash space.
4: He heard this 9 million rants ago. Well, he come did.
2: On. He did hear it from yeah. me. But, but he's yes. a man who also didn't walk, track walk and supercross because he had Jordans on his feet, right? And so feet, footwear is important to this man, and he's having to dodge mud puddles mm. at Nationals. Mm. So,
4: yeah, you know, I've had a whole thing going all year long with uh, our friend Jacob Hayes over my choice of shoes. Mm-hmm. Like I do have a cool pair of white Nike's on right now and he's always mad when I'm not wearing them. Yep. And I'm like, dude, I got to walk track walk. So finally at Salt Lake City, he corners me and he's like, "You know, why do you have to do track walk?" And I'm like, "Why is it such a big deal?" to Jacob like, "Why does he care so yeah. much?" And now I think now I look back I'm like, "Oh, in the mind of these kids, it's do do not do track walk if that results in messing up your shoes. Like, it is a it is a more than necessary sacrifice.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's bizarre. It's bizarre. But that's where I we're at. I consider walking the track and talking to people part of the job, though. Yeah, I, I agree. I That's what I told Lewis when yeah. Lewis bailed. I'm like, what? Like, this yeah. is part of the job, is going down there and looking at the whoops and talking to people. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I mean, usually for you, it's pretty much only Nick Way. I feel like you're, <laughs> every track walk is just talking to Nick Way. Really? But that's still okay. part of the job. Okay. I, I don't know. I feel like... If we were to average it out, I feel like it's Nick Way a lot. <sighs>
2: yeah, no, Yeah. No. you're probably right. Uh, are you okay. ready to take the first phone call of the Fly Race and Moto 60 show complaining about the broadcast? Are you ready?
4: Oh, we're, hey, we, I, two whole weeks have gone by, so yep. we're let's, overdue.
2: Let's do it. David, What's yeah. uh, what's your complaint about the broadcast?
0: Okay. So when I'm listening to Peacock and I'm listening to the broadcast, the bike noise is so loud that I can't hear the announcers. The announcer's voices are super low. The bikes are super loud. The more I turn it up, it's just at some point I just get a headache. I can't hear Mm -hmm. the announcers without hearing too much bike noise. Mm -hmm. Am I the only one that notices this? (laughs) Weege?
4: Wow. Am I a drop now? Uh, You're you're a
2: drop. Yeah, you've been a drop for a while. Oh,
4: I've been a drop for a while. Yes, I do get hit up on that. I should have known. Yep. Um... I've actually heard, and I'm not sure, the fans listening right now can help me answer this question. As dumb as it sounds, I've heard, because I complained about this back in the day, long before I was even on the shows. And some people have said, like, no, that's like your local outlet messing that up. So I wonder, is everyone getting that same balance of the bikes are too loud and the announcers are too quiet? I really wonder that. Because if it is, then it's something we could just change of the track, universal for everyone. Yeah, but I'm not even sure that's the case.
2: I don't even notice. I don't. Yeah, I don't see. Uh, yeah,
4: I don't know. I so don't... I want to know technically what changes right. where one person on a channel or a Peacock or whatever it is gets a different volume mix. Is it your actual TV or a computer or phone? Uh, Mixing mar- it raw,
2: like. Mar- Marks, are we noticing? So that that seems this? to vary. Are we noticing this? I actually did not notice, but I will pay more attention. Okay. But you think? But if it I remember Speed
4: Channel day. Ralph and Jeff days not being able to hear a damn thing they said. Definitely yeah. remember this. All right, and then Dave- other people being like, "No, that's not a problem." David, can like, we what? give
2: you a set of tie downs to calm you down? Yes. Okay. You can actually. All right. We're going to give you some tie downs just to soothe <laughs> okay. your anger, and uh, they're from Fly Racing. All right.
4: When you, David, when you want to reach that, that volume and turn it up, yep. You just tie your arms down with those Fly Racing tie downs, mm-hmm. or whatever Do they fly yeah. tie downs. Yeah, fly yeah. tie downs. Yeah. Yep. Tie yourself down so you can't turn the volume up.
2: There you go. All right. Thanks, David. Thanks for calling. Uh, Jason Wigant here on the uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Let's go to Joel on three. What's up, Joel?
4: Hey,
5: um, I was actually just calling to see if you thought by any chance, remember Cooper Webb when he won his outdoor title on the 250s, kind of how that year began. And then, you know, he was coming to beat two-time at the time, Jeremy Martin. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which I don't think anybody really saw coming the way he did it. You know, and he beat Marv as well. A couple guys that really handled him. We thought. You think he could do anything like that this year? I mean, I know
0: Jets' mm.
5: lead is elite, but Cooper just seems to have a way to keep up with these guys that are just way better than him. But somehow there he is. Right.
2: What do you think, Weech? Is this is this something like a, a late Moto, late MX season
4: uh, push? It's not. It's definitely not the same as it was then because even in the previous two years to that, I mean, Webb had run with Marvin and Jeremy before. He didn't win the title, right? But he had won races and he had shown that he could go about as fast as anyone in that 250 class outdoors. The 450 class, I mean, we've seen Webb do entire seasons and never figure out how to be the fastest guy. And I don't think he's as fast as Jet. So I don't think it's like uh, 2016 for him. However, however, I feel that he already knows you might not need to be. I mean... The best example is himself. What are the odds that Cooper Webb crashes in a freaking heat race in Nashville and is done? So, or Eli Tomac, of course, the next weekend. So I think he's totally in the Chad Reed, in it to win it game, where he's like, dude, I am one rookie 19-year-old messing up away. I'll take my chances on Ferrandis and and Plessinger. Maybe I can get him, maybe I can't. But I I know I can battle those guys. And I'm one more, Tomek's out, Sexton's out, I'm one more away.
1: I think that's what he's banking on. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, Joel, I wrote, the I, I, uh, I,
2: I wrote this in my column on Racer X. Like, I was impressed. He got handled in Moto One, just handled, like, dropped badly, yeah. and I was impressed in Moto Two. He was right, running second for a long time, and was yeah. in the fight, and like, and that's an hour later. So, you
4: know, I thought it was pretty impressive. Uh, well, in the press conference, he did say they had a. Uh Issue with the forks in the first moto. Oh. I think something broke.
2: Okay. I did not know this. That's,
4: yeah. that's my guess. Right. There was one. Yeah, seriously, like a 45-second difference? All right. In the well, two motos.
2: I take it all back then. Never mind. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, thanks, Joel. Thank you, man. All right. Thanks. Uh, Vertex Pistons, by the way. Vertex, providing the highest quality aftermarket replacement and performance kits for the power sports industries out there. Manufactured in Italy, the cast and Forge Pistons are the premier choice for power and performance. And uh, whether it's... Um, Dirt bikes, ATVs, UTVs, snowmobiles, personal watercrafts—they can do that for you. Uh, vertex Pistons. Uh, all right, we—you know what? We have Alex has an insight into this. Alex, you have—you have an insight into the audio
0: mixing. Oh, yes, it, yes I do. Thank you guys for taking my call again. I actually yeah. called earlier. Um, so I work in broadcast TV. I work in sports. Um, great job this year, Weege. It's fantastic as always. But So the audio mixing for the truck, you know, they mix the NAT sound with the broadcaster mics in an even fashion. You need to look at your TV settings, everybody. Mm. This is something that you can control locally. You need to make sure that your audio output on your TV is set up for sports, cinema. You need to mess with those settings because sometimes it boosts those NAT sounds in your mm. TV to where you can't hear the announcers. So sometimes you need to mess with your settings, and that is why maybe you need to hear Weege louder. Nice. Thank you. So look, look into your TV settings, settings everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. on you. I guarantee you the broadcast is not messing that up.
4: Okay. Good, good. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. This is where information mm-hmm. comes to be spread to yeah. the masses. Absolutely. Thanks, Alex. Thank you, man. Yeah, thank you, guys. Uh,
2: Give away one more set of tickets for uh, Lakewood. Uh, The next caller, uh, call in 702-586-7857. Give away a pair of tickets to Lakewood, courtesy of the folks at Namira. Uh, Clay has a request for Weege. Go ahead, Clay.
0: Hey, Weege. Hey, Steve. How's it going? Good. Um, Yeah, you guys are amazing in the booth. But thank can you. We get uh, well, me, yeah, me. Not, uh, thank you. i doesn't I'm, do anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was funny at first, but can we? Can you try to get James to say frustrated instead of frustrated?
4: Yeah, you know, I actually here I dealt with it. I think I think Jim Holly did the same thing, so this is not new, <laughs> and uh, we will work on it. But just let's let's just let's just pretend we didn't talk about it here. You know, I don't okay. want to, you know okay. We, okay. we we yeah. got to go crazy, and specific it, and specific and. Thanks. Yeah, we'll try to just subtly fix this. And when you guys know, you'll be like, yep, got it. Got yep. it. <laughs> we don't even make <laughs> a big deal of it. But got I do it. think. Thank you, man. Here's the good thing that James, everybody, the guy wants to get better. Bad. There is not mailing this in. I've worked with plenty of dudes who mailed it in and were just like, I already am a superstar and I know what I know. I don't need to mm-hmm. fix anything, improve anything, change anything. James actually read the IndyCar preview. A promo that we had to do, and that's normally my job. But he requested, "I want to do some because I want to know how to do that job, just in case, you know, somewhere down the road." So, yeah. I believe he would be willing to fix things where other guys would be like, what, "Don't tell me what to do."
2: What if you have a stroke mid moto? He's going to have to do those promos. Yeah, You know? yeah. So,
4: I, James is at such potential. I think to do uh, other sports, not as the analyst, but you know how Rutledge Wood comes in and just adds, "Oh boy, flavor." Oh boy. Could you not see James at the? I've been saying this at the Indy 500 or Daytona or Churchill Downs or whatever, and be like, "Hey, we got an x racer here. You've never been here. What's it like, James Stewart?" I could totally see him having that role.
2: Yeah, yeah, I too. It's 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 so he's willing to work for it. We yep. went from no James to James everywhere.
5: Yeah, it's crazy.
2: It's it's, it's amazing. Uh, Johnny, what's up, man?
5: Uh, hey, I was just going to talk about what's going on with the uh, reclusiveness of the Lawrence brothers right now. I don't know if you've already touched on it. Um, and then, secondly, don't stop harping on the starting grades. I think they're terrible for yeah. the outdoor nationals. I think Absolutely that you terrible. know the, these guys are already you know starting on the best equipment, and we've given them every opportunity. And and we haven't had starting grades for for forty years. You know the fact that they haven't in MXGP. I don't think it really matters, but I don't think that it really. Helps or hurts their series either way, but I really think it's a, it's an issue for the Nationals, and don't stop harping on it because I, I think that there needs to be a change, and I, I wouldn't like to see him back for next year, honestly.
2: Uh, unfortunately, uh, I don't know how they ever go away from these things. It's it's just a joke. I don't like it. It's uh, you know, it's just taking further s- skill away from the riders that that are good starters, right? So um, right. I don't know why the teams complained, and and then I don't know why the promoters fell for it and uh, and wanted to do it. I understand, you know. It, it makes it more level, more even. Uh, but, yeah, we're just going. It's, it's a little bit of everybody gets a trophy um, syndrome, you know? So, all right. Uh, thanks all right. for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know what it means about the Lawrence They, Yeah, it's, it's really just me.
4: They're doing all right. Yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of that's been maybe overblown. I don't know. If they're doing everything they're supposed to do, as far as I can tell.
2: Right, exactly. Um, yep. I agree. Wow. unless you, you know, think about something that they're supposed to do, like a pulp show, but
4: Yeah. Well, I've always said the riders have any of that stuff. They have a zero obligation. They don't have to do any media. I agree. You know, if they start no showing on, you know, a TV thing or a podium, you know, then we can talk.
2: Yep. I agree. Uh, Jared, what's up, man?
5: Hey, how's it going? Um, With the 450 class pretty thin right now, did a guy like Max Anstey possibly make the wrong decision to go to the world supercross. I think he can make a lot of money this summer maybe. What do you what do you think?
2: He's gonna make a lot of money this summer racing supercross.
5: Yeah, I guess. Yeah. But he's yeah pretty good he's pretty good outdoors on a four fifty. No, he
2: is. You're right. Um yeah I don't know man. Uh, I think a six oh one half dozen any other. The outdoors is a lot more work and you know he it's not up to him. He signed a contract with a team that said we're not doing outdoors, we're going to World Supercross, right? So Max himself right. signed a contract Agreeing to those terms, and the team doesn't do American Outdoors. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, but having said that, yeah, Max would be in the mix. You know, Max would be great. So,
4: well, I got, you already I seen got, a four, I got a 450 March Bank. take. Okay, go you ahead. You got it. Yeah. Marchbanks just moved up. Right. So, that's what's happening. He wants to get in the playoffs, and he knows he's going to score a lot more points against this 450 yep. field than this 250 field. So, it's kind of that same yeah. philosophy.
2: Yeah, Masterpool yep. said it was just too hard to keep a 250 up and going. Uh, sure. Oh, sure, yeah. Sure, Ty. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh go ahead.
5: So so here's your fantasy plot take a little early. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Jeremy Hand, top eight.
2: When? Where? This weekend?
5: Colorado. Oh, Colorado, he's, yeah. He's in?
2: Okay. Wow. Well, I don't know about top eight, but Jeremy Hand will be good. Yeah.
5: Well, you got you know, there was a guy named Burton in sixth.
2: Yeah. Boutron. Boutron. Okay. Uh, thanks, man. Boutron. Thanks, Jared. Uh Weege, uh Michael Lindsay did think uh, and I agree with him that March Banks is going to jump into this Freddie Freddy range, Freddie Boutron range, like right away? You agree?
4: Yeah, really it's the sixth-place spot that everybody's battling over, right? The, there's four factory dudes, mm-hmm. then there's AC, yeah. who's the next factory guy, and then the sixth is kind of like the tr- – but, but maybe you should have an award. Maybe Pulp should give out a first-place trophy for six for um, the best non of the five guys.
2: I'm too busy and trying to get wildcats, actual wildcats at the races.
4: Oh, okay. Wildcat yeah. sponsored by Wildcat.
0: Yeah.
4: Uh, speaking of yeah, Wildcat has been all over that six to seventh place spot. Mm-hmm. I don't see why we would say that Marchbanks can't run with Lorenzo Lucchero, right?
2: <laughs> I agree, absolutely. Yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, the only thing I wonder is, right off the rip, um, I don't know how much he's ridden the bike. The only testing they would have had on that 450 is literally Phil, who's barely even ridden, right?
2: He's barely a human uh, right now with his wrist.
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm not sure how ready March Banks is for this very, very first one, Mm -hmm. but uh, soon I think it'll average out and he'll be right in that. I mean, I
2: think last year he ran fourth in the 450s for a while at Lakewood. was really good for one of the
4: motos, but yeah. Okay. You know what's one of the weird things, though? So everybody's got the hot take of this was the dumbest thing ever to have him on a 250 because he's too huge, right? I don't have
2: that hot take, but go ahead.
4: No, okay, sorry, not everybody. A lot of people mm-hmm. had this hot take that it was so dumb to put this monstrous human being on a 250. Mm-hmm. He raced the 250 Nationals in 2021.
2: Yeah. yeah. He was fine. Yeah, he's fine. He rode he, good. He lost 15 so, pounds, they told me.
4: Yeah, so he's probably even lighter than he was then. Remember, we left high point. I think he went 7.65 in the first three Nationals yeah. of a 250 class yeah, I, I, in just two years ago. Look, yeah.
2: he, he wants to, him and the team want to be a 250 team, so that's why they did this, you know I mean? Yeah, I don't understand yeah. like, you know, the, Jeremy thought he could win races. And um maybe I don't necessarily agree with him, but I do agree they can get on the podium. So uh before he got hurt. So yeah, like I I, I understand them doing the T V D class 100%. So
4: um yeah, it's so easy to see seven guys get hurt in 3 weeks and then tell a team you should have known that was coming or change everything you would planned. Yeah. Yeah, for 6 months. Right. Um because what, they're supposed to know that Anderson, Tom Max Sexton and all were going to get hurt like right. it's really hard in fact, how much 250 stuff is just going to be sitting around? Now, Preston Kilroy is still going to race the class for them, but can you imagine the army of parts they had for Marchbanks and Jmart mart yeah. that are just yep. not getting used?
2: Absolutely. Um, uh, hey, before we let you go here on the show, uh, something you brought up on social media, on Twitter, and I agree with you, and our buddy Cade had a terrible take on it, and a few other people, about like World Supercross and Supercross merging because of this Live Golf thing. Uh, first of all, uh, totally different backers. Time. It, it, yeah. it, it, it's a different. here. I mean, I just don't understand where you could just, this is the same people that are like, I don't know why our salaries aren't disclosed. Like it's literally something it's called a union and, and uh, you just can't even talk about it. You can't even compare it. So uh, yeah, I don't, I don't understand that.
4: Yeah. I understand the basic parallel of, Oh, we lived in America and we had like an American based <laughs> golf thing. And then a other group internationally came in and I say the word internationally cause it's not even from the same country. You know, this is Saudi money for Live Golf, and I know very little about this. Yep, um, they have not said it was Saudi money for WSX, so it's, even that connection is very loose. But to basically make that parallel, um, it's it's golf first of all, it's a different sport, it's a different business model, it's a different everything. And what I always try to tell people to go back to this World Supercross thing, it's not about the WSX series, or Feld, or MX Sports. That's second. What it's about first is the FIM. That is what prevented this series from happening before, and that's why it's here. When the FIM was with Feld, there was no international Supercross series. The FIM didn't want to stop being in the Supercross business, and they went out and solicited bids to get a new partner to continue to have an FIM Supercross series. The whole thing begins and ends with the FIM. And the bottom line is, the American teams do not like the FIM.
2: For good reasons, Lidwell by the way. For reasons, for reasons part. I believe. Reasons I, I also... Believe it. Oh,
4: yeah, yeah. you agree. I yeah. mean, many have bashed the FIM forever. So that's there. The, the FIM component isn't there in Live Golf. The factory team's not liking the FIM component is not there with the Live Golf model. So it's just not even comparable. I know that everyone has said, like, that's such a lie. This super motocross thing came after uh, WSX was announced. I'll say it over and over. Feld chose to let the FIM sanction lapse. In June of 2021, that's what started this whole thing. They were choosing to accept that the FIM would probably end up with a rival series at some point. No one knew what it would be.
2: Do you think they knew that? Do you think they they thought that that would happen?
4: Uh, I believe two things. A, I believe the FIM said that. Okay. Okay. but B, wasn't the suspicion always that the reason that you would keep the FIM sponsorship with some of the problems that it comes with? Is because you knew that would happen if you didn't hold it, right?
2: I guess, yeah. I just well, – I remember
4: when – You said it yourself. Like, we knew, oh, well, the reason to stay with the FIM is because then no one else can become the FIM. Yeah, no, but but I
2: never actually thought that would happen. Like, I remember FIM put out a press release saying they're soliciting bids for Supercross Series. Instantly.
4: They said it yes. instantly.
2: And I just laughed. I'm like, who would ever want to do that? Who would ever want to, you know, think that they can, you know, be a better oh. – I just laughed. But, yeah.
4: Well – Likely or unlikely, it introduced the possibility that it could happen, and then it did. It had to have been known that there is a chance that this will happen. If if they don't, if the FIM and Feld stay together, there is no WSX series. Yeah. So yep. that's what this whole thing is about. I'm not going to go any further into the FIM. You know, I, plenty of people talk plenty of trash. I don't need to do it. But um, yep. that's just a completely different dynamic than the live golf uh, yep. PGA thing.
2: Yeah. I agree. Yeah,
4: it's, it's, and also, I believe—I don't know much about golf. I believe that the live golf thing, as they said, is a way for the Saudi backers to like legitimize themselves in the Western culture, because golf is a big enough, mainstream enough sport that maybe you can do that. Mm-hmm. Our tiny sport—it's not going to make international relations between countries <laughs> and regions of the world change. No. So sports—they're it, it, really not similar at all.
2: Sports washing. Sports watching is what Yeah,
4: I don't think they're not – it's not changing the way people think of the country if they back a Supercross series. There's only about, what, a million of us around the world that even know this sport exists.
2: A million? Is there a million?
4: Yeah, I don't even know. Is it a million? I mean, golf is just fantastically more popular and known. So a lot of the business stuff just doesn't apply. It just doesn't.
2: Uh, All right, everybody. That's the Fly Rates and Moto 60 show. You heard it here first. Wygant is calling for a mutter for the first time. Maybe anyway. let's
4: do it. Let's let's,
2: let's let's do it. Let's celebrate, celebrate the mud. Uh, and before we let you go, give me your winners this weekend.
4: I'm gonna go with Jet Lawrence and Hunter Lawrence. How about that?
2: Okay, all right, nice. Way yeah. to go out on yeah. that limb. Yeah.
4: By the way, everybody, Stu already made the joke on our post-race show. Jet cannot go twenty-four and zero. Yeah, can only go twenty-two. Yep. So we're already there.
2: Love it. I don't think it happens. Yep. I don't think I'm not ready to talk about. it. I don't think it happens.
4: Yeah, I think Jet's too smart. Honestly. Yep. yep. Uh, Rookie year. I feel like in the James time, I'm going over time on the show. I feel like in the James time, it was like Ricky had already done it, so this is a thing you need to do. Mm -hmm. Just goal is do well, win the title, don't get hurt, don't screw up the rest of your career trying to win every moto. Maybe three years from now, that's a goal. But right now... The, the you, Morris brothers have been phenomenal with the not trying to take too much too soon. 22-0, we don't need to go there yet.
2: And Chase is coming back. I really believe that. Not this weekend, but Chase will be back. He, he's not pulling the plug on this summer yeah. at all. And uh, yep. we certainly saw how yep. close he can get to doing this. So um,
4: Yeah, I can see a motor where Jake goes down first turn, he gets to 4th and you They're like, is he going to be able to catch these guys? And instead of him going balls to the wall to try to go two, three seconds a lot faster, which maybe he could, but instead he's just like, you know what? I'm just going to take fourth. There you go. I'm good.
2: Yep. Yep. Uh, thanks for the time, weed We'll see you this weekend. Thunder Valley. Thanks, man. Yep. Can't wait. All right. See you. That's Jason Weigand, everybody. Thank you to Fly Racing. Plum Creek Funding, Maxis, Get, Decal Works, Vertex, 100%. Great job, Tits. Fantastic work, as usual. Yeah, man. And, Marks, thanks for coming in. Yeah, no problem. I might show up next week. We'll yeah, are you, are you off again? or I'll, I'll let you know. Okay. All right. Fantastic. Thanks for listening, everybody. Fly Racing, Moto 60 Show. See you next week.